0: Hi, this is Ron Paul. I am a former congressman, physician, and presidential candidate. The world is in turmoil. Things like Ebola, earthquakes, wars, and famines are commonplace. As Americans, we are largely sheltered from these events. However, in parts of the world, just having enough food is a huge problem. For some of us, there is the nagging thought that we may not always have it so good. So we keep some food on hand just in case. My family and I have found a product that helps us do this better. It's a home freeze dryer from Harvest Right. With it, we eat healthier and store a little more food. We freeze dry everything we love to eat, and it lasts up to 25 years. Who knows what the future will bring? One thing certain, my family and I will always have food on the table. To learn more, go to harvestright.com or call 800-763-5999. That's HarvestRight.com or 800-763-5999.
1: My brothers, my sisters, I bring you a message of solidarity, a call to action, and a demand for adherence to duty of an Aryan resurgence and ultimately total Aryan victory. We have broken the chains of Jewish thought we know not the meaning of the word mine, it is ours, our race, the totality of our people. Ten hearts, one beat. One hundred hearts, one beat. Ten thousand hearts, one beat. We are born to fight and to die and to continue the flow, the flow of our people. Onward we will go, onward to the stars high above the mud, the mud of yellow, black and brown. So kinsmen duty calls, the future is now. If months from now you have not yet fully committed yourself to the Alliance, then you have an effect not only betrayed your race, you have betrayed yourself. So stand up like men and drive the enemy into the sea. Stand up like men and swear a sacred oath upon the green graves of our sires that you will reclaim what our forefathers discovered, explored, conquered, settled, built, and died for. Stand up like men and reclaim our soil. Kinsmen, arise. Look towards the stars and proclaim our destiny. Defeat never, victory forever.
0: Thanks for listening to Project Schoolyard Volume 2. For more information about the project, as well as lyrics to the songs on this CD, please visit www.tightrope.cc. You can also find jokes, news articles, a photo gallery, free CD downloads, and a secure online shopping cart. We carry a full line of flags, T-shirts, CDs, CDs, books, stickers, and other products of interest to racially conscious white people please visit www.tightrope.cc.
2: Attention, patriots. Tired of the tyranny and crime in the sanctuary cities? Flee the city and seek refuge in the American Redoubt. Fleethecity.com. Move to the freedom of Idaho, Montana, or Wyoming. Fleethecity.com. Fleethecity.com.
3: You're listening to Resolution Radio, Radio, Radio.
4: Welcome to American Dissident Voices. I'm Kevin Alfred Strom. You may find this hard to believe, but I can remember when grizzled men who had survived the horrors of the trenches in 1917 and 1918, or their surviving wives, were still to be found standing on street corners or in shopping center entrance areas every November 11, handing out red poppies for Veterans Day a practice that has almost disappeared in this country. The poppy reference is to the famous World War I-era poem by John McRae, In Flanders Fields. In Flanders Fields the poppies blow Between the crosses, row on row, etc. And a sad and very moving poem it is. Everywhere these days, television ads, social media, billboards, community events, multiple holidays, we see Americans honoring our veterans, saluting those who served, etc., etc., etc. The variation in phrases is endless. This seems to be the only thing on which Americans more or less agree. So it is celebrated with a vengeance, but a vengeance that seems to me empty and forced. Veteran worship and U.S. military worship seem to be about the only bone that the Hebrew-dominated establishment is willing to throw masculine white men these days, or tradition-minded white people generally. So it has become a kind of secular religion. And the common folk, having nothing else besides Jewish Jesus to believe in, if they still have that, lap it up like Kensingtonians lap up trank. They've just got to believe that dad or uncle or little Johnny died for a good cause. Because if it wasn't a good cause, well then, we just can't follow that train of thought because it leads to a forbidden place. Call them fools. Call them rubes. accuse them of having fallen quite recently from the bed of a turnip truck. These willing Aryan accomplices from Minnesota and Tennessee and Arkansas and the Rockies and the coasts, who kill and bomb on behalf of Washington's Jewish rulers. They deserve all of those names and more, I suppose. But they are our people, and we must perforce love them as much as we can. And that means loving them even more than they deserve. And so we must acknowledge that we who did not fall off a turnip truck, we who figured out the game long ago, have not done an adequate job of wising up our fellow white people and doing a better job than the Jews we allowed to invade our living space are doing in getting our ideas and ideals and the plain facts of reality to our own people. We must acknowledge that due to our failure to hold on to and then our continued failure to regain power in this country and in all other white-founded nations, the common people are miseducated, misled and tricked into giving up not just the greater part of their time and their wealth to their deadliest enemies, but to giving their very lives by the millions in service to those enemies. So maybe, just maybe, we have to forgive those who supported these insane Wars against our own race and against our own interests. Wars for Israel, like all our Middle Eastern wars of recent years, and wars for Zionism and the power elite, like World Wars I and II. That sad poem of World War I, John McCrae's In Flanders Fields, though deeply melancholy, also calls the reader to take up the torch and keep faith and take up our quarrel with the foe. There is not a hint of irony or suspicion that perhaps the ostensible foe is not our foe at all. As such, this poem is in perfect harmony with the spirit of the veteran worship and war worship that is all that is left of state religion in America. The poem runs, quote, In Flanders' fields the poppies blow Between the crosses, row on row That mark our place, and in the sky The larks, still bravely singing, fly Scarce heard amid the guns below We are the dead. Short days ago, we lived, felt dawn, saw sunset glow. Loved and were loved, and now we lie in Flanders' fields. Take up our quarrel with the foe. To you from failing hands we throw the torch. Be yours to hold it high. If ye break faith with us who die, we shall not sleep, though poppies grow in Flanders' fields. Close quote. Maybe we also have to forgive those with the opposite, equally unrealistic, anti-war point of view, such as the Sexually and mentally confused writer Rod McEwen, who in the midst of the insane bloodletting of the Vietnam War in 1971, had a hit with his song Soldiers Who Want to Be Heroes, despite the fact that the song was effectively banned from radio play by many stations in the U.S. for being unpatriotic. He sang in part... Quote, soldiers who want to be heroes, number practically zero, but there are millions who want to be civilians. Come and take my eldest son, give him a rifle, take his hoe, show him a field where he can go to lay his body down and die without asking why. Don't you think it's time to weed the leaders that no longer lead from the people of the land who'd like to see their sons again? Of course, I can't imagine such an anti-military song being allowed in World War II Germany fighting for its life and needing absolute loyalty to the nation and to the great cause of not just Germany but the white race itself from its young men. I also can't imagine this song being allowed to become a hit in World War II America when the fools couldn't be permitted to doubt for an instant the sacred duty of everyone to slaughter as many of their German kinsmen as possible. But, while young Americans were being sent into a bloody meat grinder for the third time in as many decades, and with no one to tell them about the forces that were behind it all, behind the deaths of their friends and brothers and sons, I can definitely see where these anti-war poets and singers were coming from. Maybe we also even have to forgive that old pacifist turned communist, Pete Seeger, not for all his misdeeds to be sure, but at least for his disillusion with the idea of dying for the rotten American establishment, which had just engaged in the senseless bloodletting of the Korean War, when he wrote his iconic song, Where Have All the Flowers Gone? Quote, Where have all the soldiers gone? Long time passing. Where have all the soldiers gone? Long time ago. Where have all the soldiers gone? Gone to graveyards, every one. When will they ever learn? When will they ever learn? Again, I can feel where the listeners to that song were coming from. They could see that they had won nothing worthwhile for their nation in Korea or Vietnam, and all around them, young men were dying.
5: For what?
4: No one could articulate a good reason why. And little did these good folks know, but the reasons they had been given for what they thought was the good war, World War II, were a pack of lies to top all the rest they'd been told. Not only had they won nothing of value for our race and nation in that war, but we had actually massacred our own kinsmen by the millions on behalf of enemies who wanted us all dead. And to those enemies we have since given almost total power, and they have used that power to fight an undeclared war on our race which continues to this very day. But no matter how much we are sick of these horrific wars we are tricked into fighting— The reality of the human condition, even if our Jewish misrulers were to be defeated or magically disappeared from the earth forever, is that no nation or confederation can long exist unless its young men are willing to lay down their lives for it. Thus, The correct answer to no-win wars and wars for a parasitic elite is not to become pacifists, but to get goddamn rid of the parasitic elite, to channel all our martial energy and spirit into defeating the enemy that now occupies Washington and New York and Los Angeles and to making sure that the next generation of our people live under a proper government, one in which the continued existence and upward progress of our race is the highest value, a government of, by, and for our race alone, and answerable to our race alone, and to ensuring that future generations of our young people live in a territory absolutely free of other races, so that the natural mating and natural increase and natural evolution of our people can continue forever and ever. And a few poets and songwriters and artists feel as we do. One such artist has repurposed the band Leibach's song, The Whistleblowers, as a paean to the great mythopoeic struggle of National Socialist Germany. Quote, From North and South, we come from East And West breathing as one living in fame or dying in flame we laugh our mission is blessed we fight for you for freedom unforeseen thinking as one rolling along to the beat of the drum we march the black cross machine Even the original unmodified Lieback video version of the song shows us something healthy, a neo-nationalist school for young people, all white, where they are taught to be strong and to endure difficult things for the freedom of their folk. Inspiring indeed. This truly is the way forward. Not mindless warriors and not pacifists either. Fight we must if we wish to live. But let us fight for our own folk and for nothing else. Let us cast off the Jews and money men who have enslaved us for their bloody and evil aggressions and unworthy selfish purposes. Let us fight to give a new nation birth, to give space and peace for new white generations, for new white children to be born. For that is the purpose of peace, and that is also the purpose of war. Recently, I saw a social media post from a typical worshiper of the U.S. military, a right-wing patriot, who said, quote, my biggest regret in life is not having the pleasure to have served. Thank you and happy Veterans Day to all of you that did serve. Thank you for serving our country and helping keep us free." Close quote. Free? You've got to be kidding. The first freedom which stands above all others, is the freedom to have a nation by and for and of your own people, to live among your own people, and to continue your own people, precisely the freedom we are denied. Well, I didn't want to get ignored or instantly blocked, so I tried to speak part of the essential truth, enough to give pause and make the reader think, without backing the original poster into a corner or making him feel attacked. Even though he definitely needs to rethink his entire worldview and ideology, even though nearly everything he has been taught to regard as sacred truth is really a lie, I know he couldn't possibly handle all that at once. So when he said, ''Thank you for serving our country and help keep us free,'' I simply said, those who against tremendous odds have fought against the current anti-white tyranny are those who have truly and most nobly served. So yes, remember those who were fooled into giving their lives and their efforts For unworthy causes. But also remember those who did even better, who did fight and are fighting now for our great people, our great race Adolf Hitler, Revelo Pendleton Oliver, George Lincoln Rockwell, William Luther. Pierce, those who served in their great cause, our great cause, are the veterans who have truly and most nobly served, in many cases reviled by the ignorant, slandered by the enemy in his media, falsely prosecuted by an occupation government denied employment or bankrupted, some rotting in jail for years or decades or their entire lives, some killed, all marginalized, many pauperized, most forgotten. These are the men and women, the too long forgotten veterans, I remember, and we should all Remember, this Veterans Day. How can you best honor their lives and their memories? By joining and supporting the National Alliance.
3: You're listening to Resolution Radio Radio Radio. Resolution RDO.com
2: listen. Do you hear that sound? It started low, but it's getting progressively louder. Into a crescendo, even louder. Irresistible, ending in an ear-splitting blast of mass disruption. That's the sound of America's economic and political systems crashing to the ground. But we have a plan. We will be ready to restore political sanity. We will be ready to answer the call of productive America. We will restore America's industrial base and put America back to work. We will shut down political correctness and restore decency and positive media to America. We will save our Constitution, our traditional way of life, our customs, and religion. We will restore sound money and crush the debt-based system of monetary slavery. And we will end America's foreign misadventures. We are the American Freedom Party, and we have a plan. Learn more about us the American Freedom Party dot U.S.
5: In the early 1900s, certain companies were off-gassing highly toxic fluoride gases into the atmosphere
3: Antelope Hill is proud to announce the release of a new translation, Leon de Grel in Exile, by José Luis Jerez Reisco. Readers of the Burning Souls will already be familiar with Degrell's life before and during the Second World War, his service on the Eastern Front, and his involuntary post-war exile in Franco's Spain. This new work tells the story of his life in exile in detail, replete with first-hand accounts from Spanish nationalists and friends of de Grel. During his time in Spain, de Grel did not wallow in sadness despite the atrocities inflicted upon him and his family by the victorious Allied powers. He stayed remarkably active in European nationalist politics and left a lasting impression on both his personal friends and those from around the European world who took inspiration from his tenacious idealism. Grelle's enduring legacy in Spain is well-deserved. Such a legacy also deserves to be spread to both sides of the Atlantic and beyond. Antelope Hill is proud to be the first to bring this unparalleled biography to the English reader, Get Leon DeGrelle in exile today at antelopehillpublishing.com.